been moments in my adulthood where I have had to say, I am not emotionally in a space where I can have sex right now. But like, like I've had, like I've had to say that. Like I am a mess. And, and I, yes. huh? I feel like you don't say that often. <laughs> Damn me. You are now entering the Drink and Tell group chat with your hosts, Candice, Tawana, Jocelyn, Mickey, and Asia. Welcome to the group chat. All right, people. Thank you for joining in for episode four of Drink and Tell podcast. Uh, we're going to go right into it. Um, I am your host, Asia Man. So if I'm hosting, you can only imagine what it's going to be about. We'll get there. Um, but today we are drinking uh, Kevin Hart's tequila. It's called Gran Coromino. Fancy, fancy. Um, they got it on the rocks. You're doing a margarita. I'm not, my yep. stomach all jacked up, so I can't drink anything, but cheers to y'all. Okay. I have mine with communion juice. Oh, there you go with that, that juice. Your, juice. your Israel communion juice. Yes. <laughs> How much have you had? Because you look very happy. A lot. A lot. <laughs> it's so incredibly smooth. You don't See? even taste it. That's dangerous. Oh, Lord. You know what yeah. he but tequila is it's the right drink for this because tequila, I don't know about y'all, but if I drink tequila, somebody getting something then okay. Somebody I, gonna get taken head advantage of somebody. I, that's why I don't drink it because I've had we're not even gonna go about that. Anyway, so we're gonna start <laughs> we're gonna start off with our pop culture topic. And this is um purely Jocelyn's fault. She has me watching this show called The Ultimatum. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but this it's is great. It's foolishness. Do you hear me? First of all, Nick and whatever his wife's name, Lachey, they must, I don't, they are hosting every weird married dating show. Like, right? They did the, um, what is it? Love, Love is Blind. Blind. They have this show. They did something else too, didn't they? They do all the weird shows. I feel like but they did something apparently else. during their relationship. Do they do Love Island? Is that the third one? Oh, I didn't watch I'm that. not sure. I know for for sure they do Love is Blind. Um, and then I know they do the, the ultimatum. Too. I just watched that. This I watched the last episode. That was the first time I've ever seen it. That shit was foolishness too. I think it is bizarre how people go on these shows and think that it's gonna work out. Like, is that do that people really think that it's gonna work out though? It worked yes. out for a couple of people on Love is Blind. Yeah, Shout out to Lauren and Cameron. Yes. Lauren and Cameron. Like, they it's a mixed couple. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, yeah, and they're cute too. They are cute. I love them. Okay. So and back Brett to Tiffany too. Okay. Talk so about what you made them basically is these couples, somebody is giving, it could be the man or the female, is giving the other one an ultimatum about marriage. There's people that have been dating between two and seven years on this show. One of the seven years, they've been dating since high school. Okay. Wait, start okay. yep. wait, 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 because they were 16. Nikki and I both like, well, no, I can, I can give them that because if you started dating at 16, you're still only 23. They're still very young. So I wouldn't really push that one. Okay. I'm, okay. Look, wait, Candace had a timeout. What's up? Seven years. Seven age, Candace. Look at the age. 16. They're 23. 23. They're 23. But white people go to college to find husbands. You know, them white girls be going to college to find husbands. Tell but me they, I'm, I'm not even the thing. They also 
they also get married at 18. So is is as after seven after seven years of anything, you, you know. know whether or not you want to be with this person. Exactly. For sure. You may know you want to be with them, but you also <laughs> may recognize that, that you're you also may recognize that you're 23. Tarjay. Yes. No. I, so we can't I, I can't take the years into account when it started at 16 and they just 23. I'm sorry. They need to wait. Well, okay. Fine. Either way. So you the fact is, if you have to give your partner an ultimatum, then why would you even want to? I mean, that means they're not choosing to marry you. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's just me. But there was another one. So the one that stood out to me, and they were very on the show a very short amount of time. Um, there was a woman, Black woman, Black light-skinned man. I'm going to say light-skinned for a reason. And um, anybody, you know, y'all know. He's saying it. She's, she's in the community. She's in the community. Okay. So, <laughs> so she is older than him. He's 31. He's like 26, right? She gives him an ultimatum. They've been two years. She gives him an ultimatum about being married, and she's a six-figure girl. So why would he not want to marry her? This is what she's doing, as she's saying it. Just you. I'm, that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> and and he's like, well, I'm not ready for marriage, but I'm ready. When did marriage not? When did it stop being something that people agree to do together? Like it's like people are putting knives to people's throats and guns to their head to get married and then they're they're sad or they're surprised when it doesn't work somebody make make it make sense okay so sorry so she's they're not making past the the first episode because she took a pregnancy test and found out she was pregnant by him so you skipped a whole lot of stuff between the time she's like that's all that matters it's all that matters that's not all that matters that bitch was crazy Asia, you can't mention that that man was light skinned and then skip the fact that she mushed him in the face on television. Mushed him in the face on TV, and he, okay? And he backed away all light skinned. Like, all like, you can't uh, skip you're that. Right. You're right. Because I said he was light skinned for a reason because he, he was a punk. Like, she punked him on TV in front of everybody. He took it, followed after her, okay? And then when she he found out she was pregnant, he was so happy. We're going to be together. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I don't. I don't like this representation She's of the like. I'll I'll hold this thought because it is not relevant to. First, to yes, this. light skinned men are, are notoriously bitch assness people. They got bitch ass. I didn't say that. Oh, we go. That is that. that is Asia's opinion. I, I'm not That's gonna ride with that one. Light skinned men. I don't date light skinned. I'm men. saying he did. I'm not saying all men would have reacted yeah, that right. way. You knew what I meant when I duck. said he was light skinned, though, didn't you? You knew what I meant. When I knew I said exactly that. where you were going. Pause. Pause. You don't do what, Asia? Just because my baby daddy is light skinned, that was that was that <laughs> I was, was, to, I, that I, was I, a blip. That, that was that was the exception to the rule. Okay, I was That's the only light skinned man I've ever dated. I wasn't gonna say nothing. Right, like, and let's just say, but I was even a, like, he's not even a middle of the line light skin. Like, there's no other place he could be. He swears he's, the light skin he's not. He's light skin. But first of all, he knows I I didn't date him for years because he was light skin. So I anyway, I wanted anyway. We're not gonna go there. Oh, but we're gonna get letters about this shit. Listen, I'm light skin. I can say this, can I? first of all we're not sep- we not separating out this community we are all black and we come in we are all black so we, we can speak on all parts of blackness 
but you are throwing some hell size balls. I am. I, will, I hold fast to my opinion about light skinned men. Send the hate mail to me. I'll take it and I'll happily respond. Okay. Thank you. She's so not lying. The point she is lying. that these shows are on, and I think it's crazy that people go on these shows and think that some type of resolution is going to happen, like something great is going to come out of it. The odds are very slim, in my opinion. Maybe I'm crazy. Y'all, how do y'all feel about it? So, I mean, we touched on it, but age, right? So a lot of these, like, I believe I heard one of the young ladies talk about romanticism as it related to what she had seen on TikTok. Like, her man had laid out rose petals and done all the things, but it didn't mm-hmm. quite match what she had seen on TikTok. And that was the bar for yep. how she felt the day should have gone. Because, I mean, it's all about the gram. Um, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot of this isn't even really about wanting to share a life with somebody. This is about stunning. I, I also, I, I agree to a certain extent because of the era that we live in, but dating shows have been around since the seventies. So think about when the people used to go on the dating game and all of those um, shows, it's been there. I think the way that social media is now kind of makes things a little um, unattainable or not realistic, like the dating shows back then, but I would look, can we bring back some of them folks? Shouldn't they be like in their seventies now to see, Hey, did you go on a dating game back in the seventies? Did it work out? <laughs> but see, those are all dating games though. Yes. These are marriage shows. Like they, all they, of them getting married now, get married for 60 days or whatever that stuff is like. It's okay. Okay. Stuff. Look. And so, I mean, if you haven't seen the ultimatum, the show ends with either you marry the person you came with. Are you? Or you leave with the the another person, or you're by yourself. You either you either decide to stay with the person that you came with and you get married, or you they what happens is that they swap they swap the people partners. So yeah, it's the weirdest stuff. So it, they decide who they want and they move in together. When they swap, they choose somebody. They move in together. It's like they're simulating being married to this other person. They get to know each other. One of them sleeps with another person. Like it's like. Man, they just wait a minute wait a minute yeah. so they get the bump they get the bump uglies with somebody else other than they should mate? they choose because they are married for two weeks <laughs> a marriage for two weeks right so at the Burn end they- <laughs> and you can tell these people are salty that that they're there's a their ex because they had to break up that they're they're enjoying the time with the other person or they're like well, wait a minute, this might actually, they might actually be with this other person. It's right. I mean, but you're playing Russian roulette. Right. Is it, is it typically the women that are salty Asia when this happens? Okay. It's the other way around. It's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag. So you're you're probably under the impression that most of the women brought these men here to issue the ultimatum. No, No. it's a mixed bag. Okay. So basically, new At least booty two is winning. Everybody get new, new booty is winning. <laughs> new booty is winning. So at least and two of the women are, aren't really into the idea of marriage. And there are a lot of questions, Asia, to the point of the show where they're talking about not really knowing what intimacy is. Yeah. They don't know what foreplay is. They don't know what intimacy is. Like it's, it's the craziest because they're, I guess, to your point, Mickey, they're young, yeah. but at the same time, um, courting and dating and sexuality and and sex is very different now than it was 
20 yeah. years ago, 30 years ago, like the whole process, like there's no, there's no lead up to it. It's kind of like, I see you, uh, I, I want to sleep with you. We sleep together. Now let's see if our relationship works type situation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if y'all have not seen the show, please, please. I, I would watch say it. don't watch it, but I love watch it. episode because one episode turned into six with me <laughs> and my whole day, the white noise was this show. And I was like, <laughs> this is the craziest shit ever. Anyway. So today we are going to talk about sex. So let's talk about sex. sex baby. Baby. Yes. So, so I think that I may be, I, maybe I, I'm the, I'm the most sexually liberated of the group, so I'm hosting this episode, um, and that can be a good and a bad thing, however you want to take it, um, but <laughs> what we're going to talk about is basically embracing sex and sexuality. As we get, like when you're growing up, there are certain things that you may be raised to think are taboo, and you may grow up and realize, oh, well, wait a minute. I mean, that's not really that bad. Or if you grew up in the church, you may not be um, able to speak to your parents about or be open about sexuality. May it be sexuality or sex itself. Um, so what we're going to talk about is basically how we were raised and what our views are on sexuality based on where we are now and where we were um we'll have a little insight on the evolution of marriage possibly we'll see how much Tawana wants to share we are not pressuring anybody to share anything because look we ain't married and we are not trying to get her not married and I, we, <laughs> right. we cannot take responsibility for that okay um so what I'm gonna do is throw it to CMB because she is I mean in her theology she said she said something about twerking I was, you posted your, the red lip theology today. And I thought it was hilarious because some of that we addressed in our group chat when we was hyping you up earlier today. Um, but at the same time, with you having such a strong background in the church and even presently with you being so open about being able to be who you are and still, you can still love Jesus and Jesus still loves you. Um, and, and how that can translate to people that have felt um maybe confined because of their religion and their sexuality like having a conflict between what they may think is religiously not acceptable um and what they may want to have acceptable in their lives yeah I mean I grew up Baptist so I tell people all the time I grew up in a denomination that was do do as I say not as I do um because, <laughs> because Baptists are um notorious for doing we are free church right we uh we have autonomy um but I grew up like my so my parents weren't married and um I grew up constantly hearing that that was a bad thing that like you are you should be married before you have any kind of like sex right and so in my house, we never talked about sex. Like my mom was a nurse. My mom, I will never forget. I I know the name of the video and I know the theme song. The video is called Who Am I Now? It was a video about the reproductive system and it included a live birth at the end. Um, I was in I was in middle school. My mom played it, walked out the room. 
And when it was over, it came back and was like, do you have any questions? questions? <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> I was traumatized. <laughs> but, like, she didn't tell me anything. And other than that, like, I was told that, like, kissing is how you got pregnant. So I seriously didn't want a boy around me. Like, I didn't want anybody kiss me and then later I asked I was like why did you tell me that lie and she was like I was a single mama raising a black girl in the 90s my objective was to get you out the house into college without no baby (laughs) whatever I had to say I was gonna say it right (laughs) and it wasn't until I got to college and was given uh, a membership to the chastity league to the whole league (laughs) I already talked about them. Move on. Move on. Moving. <laughs> I did not believe was who they were. It wasn't until I always, I knew that like, I loved like sex. I I thought that I would like really enjoy it even before I knew anything about it. And like, so very few people other than like my like freshmen that were cool with me knew That when I decided that I was going to have sex for the first time, like I went to the library to like study about sex. So I went and I read about fellatio and cunnilingus (laughs) and I watched, I watched in my room. Like I really wanted to, I wanted to approach it from like this scholastic because I wanted to be good at it. Only you, Candace. No, and it was it was a very interesting experience, but I made myself feel bad because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Like I thought I wasn't supposed to enjoy sex because I'm a Christian, I'm a church girl, born and raised in the church. I always had to make myself feel bad afterwards because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Now, granted, me making myself feel bad didn't always translate in me not having sex. <laughs> like, I thought it should have. Um, <laughs> like, senior year of college, I went through true love weights as a grown-ass woman. I had a purity ring because I really wanted to, like, do the right thing. The ring said patiently waiting. I had it engraved. And they were like, when you get married... You can melt it down and turn it into a watch for your husband and tell them that you were patiently waiting and now the time is here. I think I I think I didn't have it past like two months after graduation. I was like, wondering I how long that lasted. <laughs> didn't last long. And so it took a lot of just like becoming very comfortable in my skin to realize that like I'm a sexual being. Like I love intimacy. Like, kiss my ass, Mickey. <laughs> I love, like, there's something very, like, precious to me about being intimate with someone. And I don't ever want to take, I don't want to continue, I didn't want to continue to not do that because I was in my head because of what church people were telling me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel any less holy when I'm having sex right and I hope I hope that mm -hmm. and then as a shoot as a biblical scholar like and as a theologian like hell we put up these women who were in the bible getting it in like Ruth literally 
sucked Boaz's thing thing. And that is how she was able to not, like, that's how she was able to secure him. When what, she- are you checking facts? Okay, Google. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shout out to Naomi for being a wench with a plan, though. Listen, <laughs> listen, Naomi was like, look, here's what you do. This is what you do. Because after you do that, he's a man of honor. He ain't going to let you be out here knowing that you did that. So do what you got to do and come back. Like we, hell, Esther, one night with the king, Esther went in, did what she had to do. And he was like, I want that one. Like this is like sex is in scripture all over the place. So Candace, instead of Esther singing, take me to the king, she was saying, tonight I'm living in a fantasy, my own little nasty world. Tonight, don't you want to come with me? Do you think I'm a nasty girl? I used to love vanity. Sorry. Okay, keep going. <laughs> what? <laughs> I cannot with her. Cannot. But like, so, Candace. Yeah. You went to the you went to the library and, and did all this research. You want to know where I went? Where'd you oh, go? Jesus. Asia's room. It's a school of Asia. <laughs> And there was no different outcome than from the Bible. I came back like when she said he want to get married. <laughs> Put a ring on it. <laughs> I drew a picture and everything. Oh, I had a diagram. I sure did. <sighs> I sure did. <sighs> I think you giving all of us tips at some point. Candace, I think we should do like a graphic organizer of all the ones who were in the chassis league and not calling the ones that were doing it, you know, and I'll include myself in that, the hoes, but let's see who all I got married after college. I'll bet money. All the ones that was fucking all of us literally <laughs> got married right after college. Or it was a lie. Or they okay. So they lied okay. to you. You could have gave that like a thing up and got a ring still. Listen, that's true. So, so for me, I didn't grow up. My parents didn't talk about it, but they did not talk about it. It was never, it was never, I knew both of my parents were highly sexual beings because I heard them fucking all the goddamn time, but I'm disgusted. I mean, who has not walked into their parents having sex? Is it nobody else has? <laughs> exactly. But you know, it was loud. Um, yeah, was, I never walked in on her. Oh, you never have? Yeah, the, we were raising our hands saying never. We were saying we I never. never. Well, first of all, the house I grew up in was like 800 square feet, so there was not yeah, a whole lot of places to hide. But Francis was second cousins to Miss Bimbo and Jesus, so oh. she went going. She she. Oh. I'm gonna stop talking there because I will not disgrace Francis. But I'm no, you yeah. not. Well, needless to say, I I I was never. It was never. It was never a, my parents never made it seem uncomfortable for me to be able to come to them mm-hmm. and talk to them if I needed to. So I literally, the day after I lost my virginity, I told my mom, literally the next day. She How like, old were you? I was 13. And, and she was like, so, you know, what you think? Do I need to put you on birth control? I said, nope. <laughs> Won't be doing that again anytime soon, but I'll let you know if I change my mind. And I let her know when I changed my mind. But I also know I didn't want to be a 
teen mom. While, yes, I do now enjoy sex at that time. Um, I don't want to say that I wasn't ready, but I was just like, oh, okay, well, I, I can give it, take it or leave it. As I got older, I realized, you know, what I, you realize what you like about it. Like, I, I'm a little different from most people. I don't have an emotional attachment to sex. I'm kind of, it's very, it can, it can be emotional for me if I have an emotional attachment to that person. But if I don't, it's, it's very physical. It's, it's something that I have that I need to get filled and it can be, it's simple. So maybe that's a bad, I don't think it's bad, but most men are. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that it gets me, it doesn't put me in a situation where I feel like I'm trapped up in a lot of things, but I know what makes me happy. I know what I need. And I think that a lot of women really need to embrace um, what it is that they want and what they need and prioritize that and not be, and not apologize for it. Like, I think a lot of women wish they had it like you, Asia. Like, I think a lot of women would appreciate not having the attachment to guys because sometimes that attachment is formed with guys that they they don't need to have attachments with. Right. So, um, so I'm sure there's, there are plenty of women who wish (laughs) that they could just handle business and move on. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. It could be a, it could be a, a blessing and a curse, um, because you know sometimes people you want to be more emotional, and you just you don't. That's not how you see that person, so you just don't get attached to them. Um, so that's probably one of the very few things in my life that is black and white, and it's sex. It's either I, I'm emotional about it or I'm not emotional about it. Um, but. Is one better than the other for you? I will honestly say that I prefer not to have feelings about it um, because I am, I am, I am, though I'm not emotional, I don't come off as emotional. If I do get attached, I get attached, like okay, very attached and um I would driving around not. somebody's front yard multiple times attached. <laughs> Shut up. Needless to say, I would rather have my local talent and be perfectly happy. And um, you know, I emotions get complicated, and that's that's the all to say. Emotions get complicated. So sometimes I'd rather just not be emotional and it makes it less complicated and we go from there. But that goes back to what we said in a previous episode with you wanting emotionally unavailable men. So for that reason. So yeah. Whatever. Whatever. No, I'm saying it makes sense. Like it makes sense that's what you prefer. Yeah. What I like to I would like to have a relationship where the sexual relationship is healthy and I'm attached. Yes. But normally in in a relationship, one person's gonna be more attached than the other. And the sex could either make it more complicated or it could make it more complicated for the good or for the bad. I mean, you could be emotionally attached to somebody with had terrible sex and then what? Or you could be emotionally attached to a terrible person with great sex. And then what do you, it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? So um, I, I would like for women to take charge of their sexuality and be okay with, um, you know, people always say stuff about body count and da, 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 da. I mean, everybody has a past. Everybody has a past. Now you don't, mm-hmm. everybody doesn't, I don't That's think anybody's okay. I got a I got a song for everything. Okay, just keep going. Killing me with this microphone. I told y'all tequila for this episode was a bad idea. Keep it moving. 
I told y'all. <laughs> I have made drink number two. It is um there's no more Jesus juice in there. I know it's an Arnold Palmer. With tequila. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise him. Okay. Drink gonna... water, friend. Drink water, friend. Drink water, friend. How do you guys feel about sharing body count? Is it your business? Is it the other person's business? No. I mean, if you, you want to share, you talking about, but it's childish. Like are you talking somebody? about the, the person that you're in relationship with? To, to share. Going into a relationship with, if they asked you what your body count was, would you, would you, do you think that's any of their business? Would you want to know theirs? No. Nah. I ain't, ain't going to hold you. I was sitting here thinking that you was asking us to tell our body count on this show. No, I'm not even going to do that. And I was going to text you and be like... <laughs> We didn't talk Every, about everybody. Everybody called. Look, Candace, no one like, anything. I, I'm good. Like a, Tawana's sitting up there like, I'm good. I Look, I'm going to do like J, J. Cole said. You got to multiply by three because I'm about to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to lie. Last week, I swear to God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Tequila was a bad idea. I told you. You fucking brought oh. the tequila up. So I'll say for me once, so Martez and I shared when we first started dating. Y'all we were 12 down. when you started dating. Shut up. We like eight shared. Going to <laughs> and this is coming from somebody who's married and ain't been in the dating game for a long time. But I, I feel like if I were in the dating game, I would want to know that is my business, right? Like, cause the amount of people- But we're that- 40, we're in our forties. Do you really want to know? I don't want to know when, when was the last time you got tested. That's I don't know that. I don't even want to know that. Last physical. I want to see them records. <laughs> run me, run me them previous records. First of all, I'm going to the doctor with you. There it is. <laughs> okay, I'm making the appointment. I'm going with you. I want to know that thing work. I want to know what I want to know the blood work looking like. What your cholesterol? What, I want to know it all. Oh my gosh, mine's <laughs> slightly elevated today. Saying, Cause y'all know I like them a little seasoned. I like them a little seasoned. So, but, I mean, uh, to be fair, I I don't I don't want to nobody count because I feel like I feel like that does not that's not indicative of the kind of person that you are, and I say that as somebody who, as a church girl felt really bad when mine got beyond a number one, right? Like that, like this idea, no, for real. Like I felt really bad that like, and that was part of that shame, right? Of like growing up in church and like, you didn't, you didn't wait for your husband. Mm -hmm. And so now like, if, if he's one of these two that I had, I'm gonna have to tell him that I had sex with one other person. And I'm if sure he, he already knows, honey. I'm sure he already knows. Right, you, but like, like tricks, you got them tricks in your pocket now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Or, but if he's not one of those two people, I'm gonna have to tell him I had sex with two people. And that was like for a long time in my head. Mm-hmm. And so once I had to let that go for me, then I had to let that go for the other person. Like now I don't care. Like I, like I told, I told the guy that when we had the body count conversation, I said, I only care about your body count in this relationship. <laughs> like, 
the your body count in this relationship does not need to exceed one mm-hmm. and that was me so like that that's the only body count that I care about because the other truth for me is that if you tell me I know how my mind works and as somebody who I am I've gotten secure in what I who I am and what I have to offer sexually but I'm also I don't have I ain't got all the tricks I can't do everything so like but nobody but I don't want to be in my head thinking he said he had sex with 30 chicks Mm. Uh, so Candace is that what you want to know where do you fall in line in production yeah that like I don't want to I don't ever want to like because I don't want him to be like well you number 30 but I love you like what the, like <laughs> that no, number 21 though that number 21 no no so let me jump in there Candace anybody you dealing with any grow bed that is normal he don't have that that body count been 30 and beyond this is where I have issues when you start getting up in numbers and I'm starting to think, were you a prostitute at some point in your life? Cause now that's 300 bodies. But I'm telling you, I have friends. I won't tell them myself, but 30 shoot. They hit that for, they got married in their thirties. What is you talking about? Um, that, that is I'm, a lot it, of people. I'm gonna go I, back with Jocelyn. I, no, no. Cause if you get in your forties and folks are single and they're dating, just do the math. If you just did three folks a year, right? Three relationships a year, and you've never been married and you're dating in your 20s and 30s, it is real easy to rack it up. A lot of people don't rack those numbers up because they either get in long-term relationships or they get married. Mm-hmm. But if you're single for two decades, you don't have to just have a, be turning tricks every night to, to hit a number. Now, there is a number that I have in my mind where I'm looking at you sideways. So maybe I shouldn't ask you what it is. Cause at that point you was on the corner, you was soliciting, you probably caught a charge or two. So Jocelyn, you grew up in a married two home household. Mm-hmm. How was, how and was, Baptist. so how was sexuality? Missionary Baptist. So, sex- I mean, it was a lot like Candace because my mom passed me this white book with big block letters on it that said, where do babies come from? She walked out, of, she too exited the room and came back and said, do you have any questions? But do you have, have you had a sex talk with your daughters? Absolutely. Okay. And you've been, we, you shoot it straight. Extensively. Yeah, we have to, because A, they're growing up in a different time. We, I think about all of the things that I had to navigate without this knowledge when I got to school, mm-hmm. like it was hard. It was a learning curve to like catch up. And I was never one of those people who wanted to necessarily wait until I was married, but I did want it to mean something. Right. And so I just wasn't just out in the streets going. Right. Is, is this thing so, Asia, to answer your question after the book transaction, the next real conversation I had was with my dad, like, don't come home on no bullshit. And it took me like 20 minutes to realize that he was telling me, don't come home pregnant. That was the extent of our conversation. That was it. Wait, when, wait, when did he say this? Around 99, 2000. Oh, when, when you were in school. Gotcha. Oh, that was it. That was my mama. My mama told me, she said, this is literally what she said about sex. When I got to TSU, I brought one up here. One better come back. (laughs) And I was like, 
I'm using that FYI. And so then when I told her when I got to college after freshman year that I was no longer a virgin, she was like, I thought we decided you was going to wait until you got married. I said, mama, we never had that conversation. Like, I don't even know where that came from. And she was so upset. But it's so funny how when you get older, that dynamic shifts. Because when she moved me, it was actually our last, like the time, the last time that like we were together together, when she moved me to New Jersey, because I was starting a PhD program, she said, all right, I'm bringing one up here. Can I get two back? This time? <laughs> <laughs> and <he> laughed <laughs> because she would have never said that when I was younger. Right. Grandmother, when I moved here, my grandma was like, can you give me a Petri dish grandbaby? And that was her way of telling me that I had her permission to do uh, insemination. And I was like, well, grandma, you can't, if I get pregnant, you cannot call my baby a Petri dish baby. She was like, well, that's how he was made in the Petri too, baby. And then you can say, no, but it's so funny how like, you get older and all of that, like the ways that they were stringent about sex goes completely out yep. the window. My, so just tell me which I'm having, which my cousin is having that conversation with her daughter now. And I've had that conversation with her daughter and I plan to have it with my daughter and my children, period. Mm-hmm. That like, I would rather you wait because there's so many things at, that you can do and you want to do that maybe sex will complicate right now but like the idea that if sex is fundamentally wrong when I'm 16 then I mean sex is fundamentally wrong when I'm 36 right. so it's not that sex is wrong you yeah. just didn't really want me to have it as a kid mm-hmm. and I think that there's a way say that and I'm not a parent right now but I was a child (laughs) so I am and I have girls and here's how I presented it to her um probably around seventh or eighth grade I not only told her there are things mentally and emotionally that come along with sex that you're not quite ready to handle I pointed to friends that were acting crazy like I made them illustrative points and told her why Mm-hmm. and yeah. you know she never verified or confirmed but she was shook like everything mm-hmm. on her face was like how did you know right i i, I i'm a a a fur uh i have a fur baby but i have two nieces that i help raise the oldest one talks too much about the birds and the bees she was always very comfortable even as a small child and my teenage years it was just like oh it's too much but I had to be that person that she was comfortable with because I needed to be in the know. I also knew when it went down and that was a whole nother conversation won't share business. But the youngest one is 17 and the way that I presented is very similar to Jocelyn. And I told her sex is beautiful. And she looked at me, I said, yes, sex is beautiful. The reason why auntie is asking you not to have it is because emotionally you can't handle it. Your heart can't handle it. And also the one that you're doing with, if he's the same age as you, he can't handle it mm-hmm. and it can make you feel a type of way if right. he doesn't feel the same way about you after the act. So let's make this pact that we'll wait until we're in college. So she said, what happens then? I said, well, all bets off then because I know that that fall, that freshman orientation 
it may go down. I said, so I'm gonna give you the netty pack from look from a uh, different world. The the netty stay ready. Y'all remember the episode of, of yes. that when she got a kid, the netty be ready pack. And then we'll go from there. And it wasn't a shame thing. It was just like, you a minor, you can't afford it. And emotionally you can't handle it. And there's things that come with it. When you're an adult, it's different. And we can't control that. And you're no longer a minor. And I think right. if it would have been presented to a lot of us like that, we wouldn't have pushed back or snuck around and been like, oh, because she was like, that makes sense. Because you'd yeah. be crying about little trivial stuff. Imagine what you do if you give your body to somebody and your heart is bruised. She's like, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> I told my 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 oldest son. I said um, I said don't don't do something that you're not going to be prepared to handle after the fact, whatever that may be. May it be if you do this and you get somebody pregnant, can you can you have? Because I'm not I'm I'm not raising no kids. I'm I mean I've raised my children. I will love my grandchildren when it's time for me to be a grandmother. Now ain't it? So. Don't do something in a moment that could derail, <laughs> derail. If you're not prepared to deal with what could happen, just don't even do it. It's going to come. And, and when that time comes, okay, cool. But just be prepared to either deal with the consequences or make sure you're prepared to protect yourself and the other person so that you don't have to deal with the consequences, but you need to be very mindful of it because when you're young, you're young and dumb and you can do stupid stuff and not think of mm -hmm. that. Think of the long game. Think of the long game. So if you have all these goals, X, Y, Z, what happens if when you do have sex and you're not responsible like you should be and all those goals go out the window because now you have a whole new responsibility. But you know, or, or your dick falls off because the girl nasty and <laughs> she got Asia, Asia, I literally was, I put that in your head. I literally was thinking about Vampire in Brooklyn and his penis did fall off. Evil is good. Evil is good. Don't let the devil win. Okay, I'm done. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. What's really interesting was that this is, this is why we should have had better conversations when we were younger, because all of what you said applies still to us in our forties, because there have been moments in my adulthood where I have had to say, I am not emotionally in a space where I can have sex right now. But <laughs> like, I've had, like, I've had to say that, like I am. Okay. A and and I, yes. huh? I feel like you don't say that often. <laughs> Damn me. Lord have mercy. Just okay, we're gonna, we're gonna Tawana. Yes. Now, so you are the married one of the group, mm -hmm. and I'm going to tread as lightly as possible. <laughs> um, but you all dated in college and got married, had two children. You guys have been married a very long time. Mm -hmm. Has your have you all had? Have you all? <laughs> I'm trying to work. I'm trying to tread lightly. Have you all? Do you, have you? Mm. All right. So let me start off with this. Uh, talking about Candace and Joss' experience of what their mom talked to them about with sex. My mom's sex conversation with me was keep your panties up and your skirt down. That was it, literally. But I don't wear that panties and skirts, so <laughs> I don't know how that would work. <laughs> 
that was our conversation. Um, and I was scared to death to have I'm sex scared enough. because of that. <laughs> no, I didn't, I did not lose my virginity until I was 18. Like I was scared as heck. Um, it's, it's funny because I was, I felt like I, it was me and one other girl in my class who were still virgins senior year. And so I kind of took that as like a, like, cause all the guys wanted to date me because they wanted to be my first. And I'm like, yeah, not happening, buddy. Not happening. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. So fast forward <laughs> to 21 years, um, of marriage. And I, Asia, I think you're asking me has, um, has, has there been transformation with our yes, life? Like there been like an evolution of, yes. yeah, yes, I for, like sure. That. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, we started dating at 21. 22 think it was younger old. think it was younger 2021 20 about 20 21. it had to be 20. i think i was i think i was 21 he was 22 maybe oh tw- he was 20 i was 21 maybe oh, yeah. so i mean that's 23 years of being with each other and quite frankly i didn't know exactly what i enjoyed prior to him was my question so i learned with him essentially um but that's dope don't yeah. though i'm sorry yeah, for sure be still my heart <laughs> I still so, believe in love. Yeah, so, I have a question so, for uh for Tuana. What would you because I because I do I have a lot of friends both in real life and on the socials who are married women who are coming into this kind of awakening um that is connected to faith and their sexuality and mm-hmm. sex and they are feeling like "Ooh, I can't and it doesn't have to be anything wild I'm, I'm yeah. being very clear it doesn't have to be anything wild but they are shedding kind of like the skin of who they were told wives and mothers should be and they're feeling uneasy and shame and guilt around that how do you like make sense of how do you how do you how would you help them to make sense of that transformation and and to feel okay about it yeah so i mean for me like that's your husband like all bets are off right like to me you know what i'm saying what's that verse about the bedroom and being defiled and all that please the marriage bed is undefiled off the dome she knows yeah so um so all bets are off and so ultimately like sex obviously is a huge part of a relationship right Mm. um so it's important for both all parties to be um to enjoy it right so it's it's just a matter of making sure you guys are communicating with each other um you know and and being open about what you like don't like etc um, but it's, I, I say, as long as you are comfortable, girl, ain't nobody in that bedroom shoe. Have at it. <laughs> Have at it. And in my opinion, I, there's a huge difference between sex and intimacy. Um, mm-hmm. So when I say that I don't have an emotional attachment, even if I, I could, I could have sex with someone and not kiss them because kissing is intimate to me mm-hmm. and I, what I want to give them because it's a physical act, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, as I said before, a lot of women need, have desires because we're wrapping this up. We're going to wrap this up. So I'm going to say a lot of women have desires 
and needs that they're maybe scared to vocalize to their partner or may be scared to vocalize to themselves. I think that um, discovering what it is that pleases you physically um, and emotionally and mentally, because sometimes they can be all together, um, is very important because you can't go into a relationship not knowing what you like and expect somebody else to know what you like. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's literally it's impossible. It's impossible. Now we're going to go into our drink and tell submission where we, one of you all anonymous, anonymously um, submit your situation and you want us to give our opinion on it. And it's our opinion. This ain't, this ain't law. This is our opinion. So dear drink and tell crew, I need your help. I've been talking to someone for a bit and they're nice. We enjoy each other. And up until now, there have been no red flags. We made plans to take a trip to Atlanta. First of all, don't take a trip to Atlanta with nobody because we full and it's expensive here. Okay, I'm just gonna look, first hey, red flag. Go to, go to Houston. First, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first red flag. I want to take the trip to Atlanta. Anyway, <laughs> plans to take a trip to Atlanta with friends, and I was excited to go. I did let them know that money was tight since I just completed a major expense, and they assured me that they had me covered. Another red flag. On our way, I'm sorry, on our way to our trip, I sensed something was wrong, but they did not seem to want to chat about it. As we got into the trip, it became clear that this person was experiencing financial strain and only had $200. That included gas, and we just completed brunch. In Atlanta, that's a whole thing. Uh, I'm sure you realize by now the math didn't math very far. They came clean and I was livid and asked to go home, but friends convinced me to stay and enjoy the weekend. I haven't spoken to this person since we arrived back home. I want to be reimbursed. <laughs> and what makes me more upset isn't that they were broke, but, but they didn't communicate that for luring me into the trip. Mm -hmm. How should I move forward? I enjoyed this person, but it seems like the first of many red flags. What would you do? Take a sip and tell me. Well, boo, y'all take a sip for this person, please. Wait, okay. So I may need you to to um, clarify for me. So this is a friend trip or is this someone she's dating? So it looks, sounds to dating. me like it's somebody that is, they're dating and they went on a friend group trip. Got it. That's my understanding. But the person that they're dating is who showed up with limited funds. But they said that they had, the, I got you. He, basically, he or she basically said, I got you. Come on the trip. But then they, they didn't only have two hundred dollars. Got it. Which Got including it. gas money. <clears throat> I mean, did he think that this see in two thousand and nine, I think about an Atlanta trip, Asia. We were all in Atlanta the summer of two thousand nine. <laughs> and $200 suffice. Went to the strip club, went to the club club, went to bowling, drinks, all that stuff. Now it's 14 years later and inflation <laughs> is what it is. So I am confused unless he thought they were, you know, they only have, look, what, four for four no more, not the $4 holler. You know they went back. to a brunch place, they got the lamb chops and the and the wall with the with the grass on it and the hookah. That's $200 that. in itself. <laughs> after brunch, he didn't have no money. He had that's no money. He or she didn't have no money. They didn't have any money. So here's the thing. Yes, it's a red flag, but I will also say that when it comes to finances, people can get very insecure. And this sounds like somebody who wasn't ready to share that they didn't have. Maybe something happened right before the trip. Maybe, like, maybe when they said, I got you, they did have you. Something happened. 
Maybe they was lying the whole time. I don't know. But, and you won't know unless you actually have a conversation. Yeah. I will say that, now here's the thing about, about being reimbursed. You never, my mom always said, you never spend money that, or give money that you need to get back. So you might need to chalk that up to an L. I take that L. And if this is somebody that you care about though, um, I do think that it's worth having a conversation to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And if this is somebody that you're interested in moving forward with, that might, the money situation, the money thing might be a boundary in the beginning. Like I've dated people that like, I've had to have a very hard money boundary in the beginning. I've Some of those relationships, that money boundary eased up. Some of those relationships, it never eased up. But it's okay to have, I think I think the biggest thing is like, I don't understand why we don't talk anymore. Um, like things happen and people are humans. People fuck up. Like, yeah, that was like, he sh- whoever it was should have said, I ain't got but $200. Yeah. Before they left. Before not they left. They- um, and they should have communicated that you have if this is somebody that you care about then the ball is in your court as to how you are going to proceed but I do think that we don't value conversations enough we just cut cut each other off and and money makes people financial insecurity is hard for anybody it is Mm. I I am the throw the deuces person I'm like girl get out run I mean are we surprised run now Mm mm-mm Red, red, huge red flag to me like if you excuse me if you can't be honest about that nigga what else you lying about like mm, the abort mission yeah I'm kind of with Twana on this me. one um it's not even about the trip itself it's about the communication mm-hmm. like if you couldn't open your mouth and you couldn't find a way to say that before y'all hopped on a flight hopped in a car and and got there you're probably not going to be able to communicate other shit too right 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 I'm like I would have I I think part of it is the way that particularly when it comes to financial insecurity we also here's the truth we don't know how old they are like I, I will say this I think I think in 20s and 30s a money a line about money in that situation is very different than if we talking about a man that's almost about to be 50 years old. Yeah. Like, then I'm going to sit there and be like, what are you, what are you talking about? So like, yeah. I would wonder how old they are. That's true. Because that could be a very different, mm-hmm. that context would be different. Yeah. If, if they're t- in their twenties and thirties, I'm going to be like, okay, sis, like he, he was broke. They were broke. If they were 40, if they said, oh, we're 46 girl. First of all, why you ain't got no money to go to Atlanta? <laughs> and then two, don't be with no Negro that only got two hundred dollars to take you. Two hundred dollars to go there, including gas. Okay, do we know where they live? Half of that, is, this is expensive. Do you, that, I live, I live here, and two hundred dollars does not get me through the weekend. So I, I don't. So that's what I'm saying. If they were my age, if they were our age, red flags. We just going to be friends and pay the Lord watch between me and me. 20s and 30s. It ain't even 30s. 20s. 
Candace. Don't even go into the 30s. Yeah, y'all stupid. The, <laughs> there are a lot of red flags, but honestly, friend, you all need to have a conversation. A conversation should have been had. You need to talk to this person and say, look, you know, we all get money troubles. Shit happens. But it, we lost CMB. Okay. Um, she lost all, power. It's storming. I know. That's what I'm, I was shocked that my power hasn't gone out yet. Um, Let's wrap this up. We, yeah, wrap it up. So lastly, um, as we mentioned before, everyone has a segment. Today's segment is Joss's and the uh, her segment title is called Trust Me, I'm a Doctor. Take it away, Joss. Hey. Yeah, so I'm gonna bring this one a little full circle because it was my idea to watch The Ultimatum. I love the show. This season is crazy pants, but I was so wrapped up in Lisa was her name. I thought about it. Her name was Lisa. And I was watching her um, on this tirade with this man who knew she was crazy. You could look at his face and tell that he knew she was crazy. And she's going on and on about being a six-figure chick. And, you know, she's berating the one and only other Black woman on the show. And she's giving her stats. And it occurred to me, like, why is that her attraction point? And I went down this rabbit hole, y'all. So stay with me. About 56% of Black women um, are in the workforce, meaning you have some kind of job. About 75% of those Black women are moms. And then within that population, half of them make six figures. And so it's really not an anomaly for a Black woman to make six figures in our culture in 2023, right? right. And it made me think like, where are we getting this language from um about what what attracts someone to you right like why are you beautiful woman dresses well why is it that you think that going down your own checklist is how you convince someone to be with you and not um paying attention to how they're experiencing you because in that moment you're screaming at him you have mushed him in the face you have berated the only other person who looks like you on the show, you are making him scene. out, Those making a scene. And this is not only how he's, she's scaring all the white people on the show. This is not only how he's experiencing you. And he's not shocked at all, which means you act like this all the time, child. Mm -hmm. And so my advice as a doctor is to pay attention to the data when, when you're running down your own list, but when you're writing your list, write it from a place of how people are experiencing you and then light that bitch up and burn it. Burn the list because it's not working in our favor. Like if you have to put it in a lantern and let it flicker off, if you have to go outside and burn it with your cape, black women burn the list. Trust me, I'm a doctor. That is my segment. That's all I have to say today. <laughs> that, was, that was the most efficient segment we've had right i know we're short on time we got storms y'all know i'm afraid of storms. i know i know right it was okay. coming this way so we precise. really <laughs> so thank y'all for joining us our next episode will be led by the one and only mickey <laughs> Pray for us, please we will be discussing personal growth and we're going to be drinking melanated wine so get your bottle ready get your get your popcorn ready Let's talk about growth and loving yourself and all of that stuff we need to be doing at this age of our lives. Um, yeah. So thank y'all for joining us. I hope that um, 
you've enjoyed us. We always enjoy each other. We really miss CMB right now. Like she, she didn't fell off. I know. We got to check on her. <laughs> she just, we all had to check on her, but you all have a wonderful, wonderful week, rest of your week. And uh, we out. Bye y'all. Peace.